This podcast is from Christian Chapel in Tulsa, Oklahoma. For more information, visit us online at christianchapel.com. During Advent this year, we've talked about the role of the Holy Spirit in the Christmas story, how the, the, the Christmas story, the arrival of Jesus, is also the story of the arrival of the Holy Spirit in our life and in our world. And it's the Holy Spirit who comes and takes the story of Jesus' arrival and takes the reality of what Jesus did for us and makes it personal, makes it powerful, makes it transformational. And so for just a few moments on Christmas morning, I want to talk to you about the, how the Holy Spirit magnifies Jesus to us and magnifies Jesus through us. Now, uh, in, in addition to lots of opinions about if churches should gather for worship on Christmas Sunday, uh, I'm sure anyone ever had a friend who's been on the, the island of Christians should not observe any holidays that aren't explicitly listed in the New Testament? You know, do you know those people? You don't have to point or anything. But um, so w- really what that turns into is Christians don't celebrate holidays because there's not a whole lot of holidays mentioned in the New Testament. And so usually uh, you'll see, um, you'll probably see it on social media around Easter and Christmas every year. There's, there's a person who makes it their righteous crusade to tell every Christian that they're wrong um, and, and they're the only ones who are right. And, and while I understand where they're coming from, they're wanting to live as closely to what the New Testament teaches as possible. What we, what we sometimes see, though, is they're so dedicated to being right that they miss out on incredible opportunities to connect with others and use cultural customs to point others to Jesus. And so on Christmas, what we remember is this is one of the easiest times of the year for us to talk to others about Jesus. Easter's the same way. Like culturally, our whole country slows down, changes, does new things and different things. And it's rooted in who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And so as Christians, we could choose to try to isolate ourselves from that and say, well, it's not actually in the Bible, so we don't do it. Or we could embrace it and say, yes, let's celebrate. We're going to throw the best parties. We're going to give the best gifts. We're going to have the most joy. We're going to have the most peace. And we're going to use every opportunity we can to share with others why that happens. And, And when we think about it, the Christmas season especially really just drips with symbolism drips with opportunities for us to point to Jesus. And and one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to magnify Jesus to us and then magnify Jesus through us. And so one of the ways the Spirit does that is he brings to mind things in the world and conversations and relationships and in customs and celebration that point us to who Jesus is and what Jesus is doing. One of my, my prayers for our church in 2023 is that we will all live with an increased sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. That you will learn to hear his voice every day, in every place you go, in every conversation you have. When you read the scriptures in the morning, when you are engaged in a, a staff meeting at work, when you're sitting in a class, when you're watching a show, when you're driving in the car, when you're working out or hanging out, that you will learn to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And what you will find as you learn to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is always drawing your attention to Jesus. 
He's always pointing to Jesus' activity in the world. He's always helping you see the way that God is active and working in your life. And not just for you, but the Holy Spirit also comes and shows you how Jesus is working in the lives of others. It's the Holy Spirit who helps you put words to the longings that others are experiencing in their hearts and in their soul. And and so just kind of as a a way for us to understand how the Holy Spirit does that, I want to just real quickly walk you through three things we see at Christmas that remind us of the work of Jesus and how the Holy Spirit magnifies those things first to us and then through us. So the the first one we see is that Jesus is a gift. John 3.16 is very clear that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The, The image that John uses to describe the arrival of Jesus is a gift. And now on on Christmas morning, we're thinking of that. So just out of curiosity, who actually still has gifts to open? How many of you are totally done with the gift giving and receiving process? You just family met early. You got up early this morning. You're done. All right. Uh, so, so when we, when we give gifts, we understand how that works. We understand the giving and the receiving. Most of us, as we get older, we tend to find a little more joy in the giving than in the receiving. Right? And, and I don't know if you've ever had this experience, or maybe you were the bratty toddler, but have you, like, opening presents with toddlers and kids is fun. Opening presents with bratty toddlers and kids is not fun, right? And, and so I don't know, I'm sure none of you, but think of the cousin you had that one time, right? And, and if you've ever watched a child open gifts, what you hope and what you try to teach your kids as, as parents is with every gift they open, they need to stop. They need to look at it. They need to consider it. They need to be thankful for it. They need to express to the person, thank you for getting me this. And then ideally express to them, I'm so glad you got me this because, and then kind of give some application in your life, right? Now that's the the perfect scenario. And yet we've all watched kids open presents at times and they rip it open. And it is this wonderfully thoughtful gift. Maybe it's an expensive gift. It's something that mom and dad or grandma or grandpa or aunt or uncle have put a lot of time, a lot of energy into. They got just the right one, right? You couldn't even buy the shoes at the store anymore. You had to go to some secondhand reseller and buy them for way too much money. And you get them and you give them and they rip them open. They're like, great. And they chuck it aside and they say, what's next? And in that space, you understand there's a little bit of just kind of not a lack of gratitude, a lack of gratefulness, a lack of appreciation. One of the ways that the Holy Spirit comes to us and reminds us about Jesus as a gift is helping us understand Jesus is not just another gift that God gives to you. He's not just something that you receive and then look at God and say, what's next? That's, I got Jesus. That's good. Can I get some money now? Can I get some health now? Can I get some? But Jesus is the gift. And everything is encompassed in him. When you receive Jesus, you receive all that you need in life. And so as the Holy Spirit comes and magnifies Jesus as a gift to us, he's also helping us understand now that we've received him, it's also our privilege to help others receive this gift as well. We now use our lives, we use our actions, we use our relationships to point others towards the reality of Jesus. At Christmas, we also remember that Jesus is light John chapter 8, verse 12 tells us, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. 
Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And, and so at Christmas, obviously, there's, there's lights everywhere. It's probably one of the preeminent decorations that we have at Christmas time. And whether you are, are a family that just has a couple small lights here or there, or only lights on your Christmas tree, or maybe you go full Clark Griswold and your, your neighbors hate you during Christmas because they can't sleep at night because your lights are so bright, wherever you fall on that spectrum, every Christmas light we see is a reminder that light shines in darkness. It's a reminder to us that Jesus has come. It's a reminder to us that there is hope, there is life, there is peace, there is joy. And it doesn't matter what we have done, but it all rests on what he has done. And one of the ways that the Holy Spirit magnifies the light of Jesus in us is first the Holy Spirit comes and helps us recognize the light of Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit who gives you the ability to receive the light of Jesus as a gift from God. Right? It, it, without the role of the Holy Spirit, the light of Jesus shines into the darkness of your soul and you run away in terror from it. But because of the Holy Spirit, when the light of Jesus shines, you welcome it as the light that brings life. You welcome it as a light that brings freedom. You welcome it as the light that leads on to the path of peace that Jesus has for you. And then not only does he help us recognize the light of Jesus, he also helps us reflect the light of Jesus. The way that the Holy Spirit works in us and through us is to bring us onto this path of peace into a light defined by the life of Jesus. And then he reflects that light through us into the world around us to where your speech, your actions, your presence becomes light in darkness. And God's plan is always to send his people out into the darkness to recognize and reflect the light of Jesus shining into the world around them so that others can be drawn in and welcomed into this light of life. And then the, the last thing that we remember on Christmas is that Jesus is home. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, we find Jesus giving us this example of him standing at the door of our life, knocking, waiting to be invited in. And he says, if you invite me and I will come in and I will eat with you and I will be with you and you will be with me. Right? I don't know what your favorite parts of Christmas are. Maybe it's gifts. Maybe it's, um, you know, time with away from work. It's vacations. For me, my favorite part of Christmas has always been food and family. And those two things are just, they, they always go together, right? You want to be with family at Christmas, and you want to enjoy food at Christmas. And I'm not a traditionalist snob. Like, my family, we have had all kinds of things over the year for a Christmas meal. We've had the traditional, you know, kind of ham and all of those types of things. Uh, we, I remember once my mom did a green chili enchilada Christmas. It was, it was amazing. We've done the chili and soup buffet Christmas where just everybody brings it and you plow through the crock pots all day long. We've done a fried pheasant and quail Christmas where you just are dripping in peanut oil. Oil, and then you fry the potatoes and the onions and it's all good and it's all wonderful. Whatever it is, right? Whatever it is, you know food goes with Christmas. But it's not just food. It's not just the, the feast you can have on your own, but it's also about our, the family and friends that you can enjoy with you. Because I, I don't know if you've ever had a lonely Christmas, but if you, you can have all the, the most beautiful, delicious food in the world, but if you're eating it alone on Christmas, there's always that element of things just aren't quite right. 
when Angie and I got married about 20-ish years ago, um, we were living in Springfield, Missouri. It was the first Christmas we were married. Angie was a young nurse. She was working in the emergency room, and because she was uh, a young nurse, she was low on the holiday uh, pecking order, which meant she had to work from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Christmas Day. All of our family was in Topeka. All of our friends had left town, and so I sat all by myself for 12 hours in this apartment in Springfield on my first Christmas Day as a married man. Now, it was very sad, right? I, I understand that. Um, I don't mean to dramatize it too much, but it was awful. It's terrible. Worst day of my life. Never felt so lonely. I ate mac and cheese and watched Simpsons reruns. And uh, that was my Christmas celebration. And I think my mom was disappointed on both accounts, probably, actually. But, uh, you know, and, and I know, like, my experience of, well, one time at Christmas, I was by myself for 12 hours. That pales in comparison to what some of us have experienced, where you have been isolated from family, where work has taken you away, where maybe divorce or death has caused a sense of loneliness at Christmas that you've never known before. But my, my hope for you, if that's how you feel today, is that this idea from Revelation 3.20 brings encouragement to you because the picture of Jesus as home at Christmas is that he didn't just come to be a religious leader. He didn't just come to be someone who says, hey, follow my rules and principles. But the picture of Revelation 20 is Jesus stands at the door and knocks and says, hey, I just, I just want to come in. I just want to hang out. I just want to have a relationship with you. I just want to be with you. It's a promise of eternal relationship. It's a promise that you will never be alone again. It's an invitation, not just into a relationship with Jesus, but into a community of faith where others will be with you, where you know, even if I am alone on Christmas day itself, I am not alone in all parts of my life because I belong to Jesus because I've welcomed him in and now I belong to a community where I can find life and I can find hope and I can open the doors of my home to others and they will open their doors to me. And ultimately what we're longing for, that the picture Jesus gives us is in Revelation 3.20 of he's just standing and knocking and he's waiting for us to extend the invitation. And when you extend the invitation to Jesus, he's never too busy. He never reschedules. He's never got somewhere else to be or someone else to talk to. He is always fully present with you. And this is a promise of you are now welcomed into his presence. You are now family. You are now the kind of friends where you don't have to knock anymore, but you are always welcome. And so this year on Christmas, my prayer for you is that you understand God has a place for you. God has a plan for you. Jesus desires a relationship with you. And that we all remember the Holy Spirit still magnifies Jesus to us and the Holy Spirit still magnifies Jesus through us. That's his plan for you. That's his plan for me. That's what Christmas spirit really is. It's embracing the role of the Holy Spirit to tell the story of Jesus first to yourself and then through every element of your life to the world around you. If we had time this morning, we could probably think of dozens, if not hundreds, of examples of how Christmas symbolism and Christmas experiences point to Jesus. But my prayer for you in the, today and in the coming days and weeks is that you will live with an increased sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and that you will allow him to highlight the work and the presence of Jesus in your life and in the world around you. And that you'll begin to take those steps of faith using your words and your actions to help others experience the power and the presence of Jesus.
Will you stand with me? I want to pray for us, and the band's going to come back. They're going to lead us in one final Christmas carol this morning. Jesus, we come to you on Christmas Day. Thankful, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to worship together. We're thankful that you have come as God's gift to us. And through the presence of your Holy Spirit, you have moved from being a story we hear about to a transforming power in our lives. Jesus, we pray today that your light would continue to shine in us and through us. We pray that we would continue to find our sense of home and belonging in you. Lord, I pray if there is anyone with us who feels lonely, isolated, overlooked, or unseen, today may they hear the clear story of Christmas, that God loved them so much that he sent his son to welcome them into a relationship with him. Jesus, we pause just to celebrate your arrival. We pause to express our gratitude for this great gift. And Holy Spirit, we invite you into our lives to magnify Jesus to us and through us in a special way this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christian Chapel. For more information, visit us online at christianchapel.com.